0: Okay, here we are, episode 7. Episode 7 of That Record Got behind. That's Rob Elbow. That's Barry Stock. And today we are...
1: We are talking about the replacements record, Tim.
0: The follow-up to the uh, classic replacements record. The one you point to people and say, well, if you really want to get a replacements record...
1: Get led... (laughs) That's true, you're right, get...
0: Let It Be. Let It
1: Be, their last one on Twin Tone. And I, I definitely, to be honest, I did waver. I, I, um, I definitely wanted to do a Replacements record, and I did think, ah, should I do Let It Be?
0: Um, That's the easy choice, but It's the easy
1: g- choice, but for me, Tim has this thing again. Again, it's the sound of a band. It's the first one they did on their major label. Uh, the last one, uh, Let It Be, was on Twin Tone, and then they were signed, uh, they were on Sire. Right. So this was their big. Uh, this was their big major label record produced by produced by which I didn't know this until we started doing this. Right produced by Tommy
0: Erdelli. Erdely, Erdely I guess you're also known right. as.
1: That sounds great, Tommy, Tommy Ramone. Dearly. Tommy Ramone produced this record, the
0: last Ramone to pass away.
1: Yes, and apparently at that point he was kind of like the, the like the house producer at Sire, and they used him
0: for right. different projects. Which is a little known fact that he was actually the brains behind the Ramones. The
1: first, well, he he uh, produced basically their first four records, right? And uh, you know and what which
0: else? Which are by coincidence. The best records they ever put out. Yeah, well, I, yeah, <laughs> right, right,
1: and but and also, did you know this? Him and Ed Stasium on those first four records played all the leads, all the guitar leads. Yeah, because right? Johnny him or or play,
0: couldn't play anything but those well, chords that he plays. he didn't want
1: to. He said he, his
0: lies, <laughs> Johnny. If you hear anything other than a, a downstroke chord right. on Ramon's record, it's somebody. It's I, I thought Chris Spedding played some of that, but maybe not. Maybe it was. Was well it? no, they've
1: been uh, yeah, well I'm just talking about the first I know they read I read the first four records uh, yeah, especially. Okay. Um yeah, yeah, uh, Johnny uh, did not uh, there was a really great uh quote by Johnny Ramone that someone asked him why he didn't uh play lead, why he didn't expand leads, why he didn't like expand his guitar playing and he said, "Honestly, I didn't really think uh, we were going and uh, we would go anywhere." So I didn't, <laughs>
0: <laughs> he it's gave like my a dick <laughs> you mean he gave a dickish answer? Like he did. <laughs> <laughs> And if you ever see the Ramones documentary uh um End of the Century. End of the Century, you will get a clearer picture of the dynamic of the Ramones especially yes. post after Tommy left the band yes right. Tommy right. was the intellectual glue and emotional glue I think that held that group together he
1: was he wasn't even supposed he was originally supposed to be like their manager producer and
0: he ended but, up playing drums
1: because uh, yeah, Joey, Joey was playing drums and Joey realized he couldn't play drums and, and sing and do that and thing at the <laughs> same time right
0: he's the perfect front, I mean Joey's a front man so of course uh, anyway of best. but we're not we're not, not here to talking, talk about no, the we're Ramones. not talking about the Ramones
1: we're here to talk about the replacements and no. uh, the yeah so like I said To me, this is an interesting record because it's also the last record that guitar player Bob Stinson plays on.
0: Original guitar player Bob Stinson, Original guitar
1: player Bob Stinson, which was a big part of the band. And he doesn't play much on the record. And we're going to get into that, what he does and what he doesn't. Uh, But he he was basically a train wreck. His brother... Tommy Stinson was a bass player. Yeah. Really young when they started. Yeah. He was like 14 years yeah, or something. Yeah, something like that, yeah. But Bob Stinson was uh he had a lot of he had a lot of issues. He had a lot of uh, Yeah, he was
0: a he was he had a stepfather that was abusing him and his mom didn't know or something like that. Her mom didn't know and just sort of looked the other way.
1: Uh yeah, those yeah, these guys none of these guys had easy upbringings at all. No. This is no, this is not the uh the college-bound kids
0: or anything, none of them, no. I don't
1: think any of them either uh, graduated high school, actually. Right. I think basically they're... And around. that's
0: reflected in some of the anecdotes of their behavior. Yeah. Uh, people who just have not... It's kind of like um, miscreants. Like, beyond just your average sort oh, of... Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, they were... And and it... it, it it's ironic because they they did become successful but I really I think however successful they became they could have to me they could have become more successful they could have been like sure Tom Petty or something like that they could have because Bob they were
0: poised and they had so many people they had a lot of famous people that liked them and and talked about them in the uh, press
1: Paul Westerberg has got to be one of the one of the greatest songwriters rock songwriters I mean, he just writes really great songs, but this—the replacements always were like to me a band that that just th- tried what uh, tried as 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 upward uh, of a trajectory they were going. Yeah. They tried just as hard to fight against right, that right. and to and to self-sabotage, sabotage. Well, self-sabotage. that was their that exactly. was their mo
0: was self sabotage. Exactly, exactly, and, uh... and
1: especially and it wasn't just Bob and and they went, after this record pretty soon after. They ended up kicking him out of the band, and right. and I and I read something really interesting because the um, the drummer, uh, what the hell is the drummer's name now? Um, Chris Mars. Uh, yeah. Chris Mars said uh, later on that he was kind of like a scapegoat because all of them, first of all, all of them were doing a lot of coke by then, a lot of cocaine, uh-huh. and that's like and that's like something a um, something that you always forget, like in the eighties. I think every, all these people were doing coke and yeah. it wasn't just your it wasn't just Fleetwood Mac no. and, Ty, and it wasn't just that the punk that band uh, uh, Joe Strummer I bet did as much cocaine as uh, well, Joe Perry know, well,
0: <laughs> well think about think about the Clash of the Trajectory Records I think of like Sandinista as the we get we have access to as much weed as we can smoke and then after that you end up what was Combat Rock after that yes Combat Rock was definitely like okay we're, we've got access to coke now <laughs> And it changes the behavior, it changes the sound of the records, and frankly, I'll be truthful, I think this sounds like a cocaine record. The production... And oh, Tim, the, the you're sound, talking about Tim. Tim yeah, yeah, yes. right.
1: It is definitely over its time. It came out in 85, uh, 1985. Yeah.
0: June, June 80... No. what? It did come out June... No, it's like maybe in later in 85. Uh, I remember looking October at it. October, came out October 85. Because I was comparing that to an R.E.M. record that came out, and it was the Fables... Not fables. What's the one after fables? Oh, um, uh,
1: Life Life's Switch Pageant. It was okay. in
0: June of '85.
1: Ah, okay, okay. And I don't know. I've heard um, people slag the production, and I even I've heard the band at different times have said they weren't that happy with it. But to me, I think it's I I, I think it sounds I, good. Be,
0: I'm on. The, I'll get on the slag bandwagon. Really? This one, yeah. Well, I, I, um, I, not I, on every song, but um, some some of it. Some of it sounds slapdash. Well, see, but I guess that
1: for me, that's the quality that I really yeah, like. I like right. the the fact that you could tell that they went into a, whatever a big studio, they had yeah. a bigger budget, but still a lot of it sounds thrown slapdash. off. But slapdash, some of it doesn't.
0: Yeah. This, so that's there's the contrast where you have some of the some songs which are obviously much more produced, right? And then some songs right, right. where it's like. There's just some there's some hinky nonsense that goes on that you go yeah
1: yeah but then, then again that's them that's them uh, sort of uh, you know yeah
0: that's their thing sure that they're shambolic uh, it
1: greatly uh, a great um, example of that was when they were on Saturday Night Live when this came out they yeah. uh, they somehow ended up getting a, a, yeah. a stint on Saturday Night Live and it went I mean it was no- notorious I yeah, guess yeah. Um, uh, who's the guy. Lauren Michaels. Lauren Michaels said "Though they'd never play live right. TV yeah, again once she that.
0: says yeah Elvis Costello got banned people get banned <laughs> for like right. I don't know what oh maybe he said a curse word or something he did
1: you, he said uh, um, Paul Westerberg uh Said to he "Goes, come on, fucker." When uh, the lead was going, because I guess for yeah. the soundtrack, right. Bob Stinson like missed the lead break, so he's like, "Come on," but whatever. Yeah. But actually, if you watch it now, you could watch the performances. It's it's pretty great to it me. Is. I mean, it's yeah, really it good raw, sh- It was
0: a good performance, but
1: it's also this is a guy. This is a band that just got signed to a major label. They're singing. They did "Bastards of Young." They're right. singing their anthemic uh, yeah. song, and he he. He skips half the stuff. He doesn't even sing. Like he walks away from the mic. He doesn't the, the right. second chorus. He doesn't even sing right. it. <laughs> He's just walking away, looking at goofing at the drummer. So, so it's just it, it, it's amazing. It's great to watch. It's fun to watch it. Right. But it's like these guys are not no. taking anything seriously.
0: Right. No. And the and the, you had bands which around that time which. Um, Knew when to fuck around and knew when to, then knew when to take things seriously. Or exactly, knew how yeah. to look like they were fucking around, but were actually taking things right, seriously. Right. And that's why I bring up R.E.M. because you have them who are in the background of all of this stuff that's happening. You have this monster rock band right. that's coming out of the same kind of scene and emerging... Over the years, slowly one record gets more popular than right,
1: that. and they knew and and they were and everybody
0: knows. Oh, these guys are to be ha to be reckoned with, right?
1: And, <laughs> and I don't think I I wouldn't I would never accuse them of selling out being no, sell out band or anything. No. Cause it was
0: very organic. It was work, uh, yeah. But they the things that REM had that probably the replacements didn't have was they had an incredible manager Jefferson Holt, and they had an incredible lawyer and attorney Burtis Downs. Oh, okay, they had people okay. in their corner who had been with them from the beginning who were really, really smart and were really together and were doing things methodically right, to help right, the band right. become successful. Oh. I seriously doubt, you know, I think Although, the guys at Twin Tone were probably great. But, but to be fair
1: though, the replacements might not have been a band that could have been managed no matter what though. True. Well, yeah, <laughs>
0: right.
1: Because aside right. from uh, Bob Stinson, which really, he had a really sad end because they, they kicked him out of the band and then he lasted like another ten years, and then he ended up. Um, he ended up passing away uh, from what was it? Um,
0: I don't even know. Something. So, oh no! Uh, organ no.
1: failure, just from yeah. years of uh, abuse. abuse. Uh, yeah, yeah, abuse. yeah. And it's really sad because you know, aside from the fact that he was he was probably like a he was a raging alcoholic and yeah. he abused all these things that deep down inside, also he had so many mental issues. Yeah, that there's no ever way addressed. He was gonna. It's like um, a DD. Diddy Ramon. Ramon. I, I, I just recently read his autobiography. And it's also it's just such a sad 53rd story. 53rd and 3rd, man. Because <laughs> you, But you could tell that here was a guy that was just a really great songwriter. Yeah. But he yeah. just had so many mental issues that were
0: never addressed, never right. taken and care of. he'd been a junkie for a long time. Yeah. That's a little known fact, I guess, or a little acknowledged fact that... Didi was a junkie from day one of the Ramones right, until right. from soup to nuts, he was a junkie.
1: But the drugs were just like Bob; they were a symptom. They weren't that. They were a right. symptom yeah, of yeah, yeah, him yeah, trying yeah. to self-medicate yeah. himself right. when maybe if someone had gotten him to somewhere yeah. that could actually medicate
0: him properly, right? He might <laughs> maybe, have done better. Yeah.
1: He might have done better. Right? He probably. But would have being been in perfect. the Ramones
0: was not that, was uh, and definitely not that kind of situation. Right. Right.
1: And probably the same. Thing I for, mean, uh, it's
0: funny. It's an interesting parallel. The, Ram- you, the Ramones and the replacements. The uh, the kind of bands that they were. Yes, yet. right, right,
1: and uh, and also uh, the replacements. Uh, I was thinking the funny thing about them is they they're usually uh, uh, logged in with the punk bands, but they weren't at first. Maybe they're, they were yeah. kind of a punk band,
0: but they really well, the first weren't, record is has got it's fat or hardcore-ish, and right. It's fast and it's aggro.
1: But they were a rock. They were just like a rock band. They were because if
0: you I went through the. I, I, you know me the touchstones I like to have influence I like to dig through and find the influences on this right. record and, and he a big I, star I, Alex he, he claims to be a, a huge Alex Chilton fan right. I'm sure he is right. I don't hear it in this record you don't hear not so much in this record you yeah. know what I hear I right. hear The Clash Right. I hear Rolling Stones Kiss Kiss oh, on the um, what's it called the song about coke the song uh, Oh, uh, uh, Lay Down Clown no no, um, no. no that's about speed yeah, uh... Shit, fuck. Come on, Barry. Dose <laughs> of Thunder. Oh, Dose
1: of yeah. Thunder, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's... The, the production and everything, they're imitating Destroyer. Right, exactly, and, exactly. Which, um,
1: obviously, the album before, they did a great Kiss cover. Yeah, on it's, right, B, right, right. But this so is... Obviously, yeah. Yeah. and obviously, yeah.
0: But this even... I went back and listened to Destroyer. I was like, to make sure that I was right. I was like, yeah, there, there's even an Ace fairly guitar solo in "Dose of Fun."
1: Oh, well, you know what? I was thinking, <coughs> actually, did you get to listen at all? There's a great release. It, it was a, um, it was a, a bootleg for years, but they just did an official release of. Uh, Live at Maxwell's, uh, a show they did at Maxwell's. Uh-oh. Replacements live at Maxwell's. No, is... oh, you have to listen to that because it was done uh, as this record was coming out. Bob was still in the band, okay, and it's great, man. Yeah, These guys and are on night. On fi- well, you know what? You say an on night, but also there's a lot of sloppiness. The fourth, they're they're playing this huge show at Maxwell's, and it's being they know it's being recorded. Yeah, 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 the yeah. fourth song they do is them trying to do. Uh, Fox on the Run by Sweet, and they don't oh, really know it, and they get yeah. about halfway through yeah. it.
0: So, I, Wasn't the, that part of their stick, though, too? The covers that they didn't really know? Oh, yeah, obviously. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I only uh, saw him once, and it was post Bob Stinson, so. Oh, okay. It no, I saw him uh, with
1: Bob Stinson, and they, they always, just like the record, uh, flashes of uh, brilliance and then flashes of just total sloppiness. But if you listen to that, uh, you hear Bob, uh, he is their ace, it, really, basically. Yeah. He is their, you know, not like a. Virtuoso, but plays some really cool right. licks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gets exactly. a good sound, and also all these uh, substance abuse issues, where he eventually has to be kicked out of the band. Right. Yeah,
0: there <laughs> but, you go. Uh, so we have Kiss plus the Ramones equals the Replacements.
1: Yeah, very good. Yeah, I like that. That's that's really good actually. And. Um, yeah, so this record, when it came out, and uh, also the videos they did for this record. It, right, it, it, it's
0: it, a speak- it was a speaker, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, just a just a shot of a speaker, and yeah. then one of them was the speaker with a foot tapping in front of it. Yeah. And uh, the record before, Let It Be, they had a song called... Senior Video, which is just totally, you know, just uh, putting down MTV and making fun of the Metal Senior Video, and then they had to make these videos for this record, but they totally, you yeah, know, wouldn't play, sabotage themselves, made these videos that, yeah. you know, obviously MTV maybe played right. it. They played it on 120 right. minutes. And if you think about once. everything
0: else that was go- the other music that was on MTV in 1985, um, it was, you know, when it I remember seeing one of the videos with the speaker. I guess it was uh uh was it Bachelors of Young was the single yeah the, yeah yeah, right, yeah. Right. and I remember seeing that on MTV and it was a big deal when it was on maybe it was on 120 minutes or probably a, right, the cutting yeah. edge which was oh yeah, yeah that's years. right that's right and uh, it was like oh man the replacements are on they are playing them on MTV and that was a big deal because ordinarily they weren't doing stuff like that right um, it was very commercial.
1: Uh, Oh, and I just, real quick, I want to talk about the cover of the record, because it's a really weird
0: cover. It is, an odd, (laughs) thing. It's so
1: odd, it's like, it's like, the the top part is like this pink color, and it's got like, I didn't never, when I got the record, I didn't realize it's like drawings of each of them.
0: Yes, like a high school graphic design class. Cover,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it's so weird. And uh, the only f- one whose face you really could see is Bob, and it's like upside down, and right. it looks really weird. Yeah, it was, and then the main part of the cover is this weird uh, picture of like some uh, a passageway, like a cavernous path that has nothing to do with uh, anything. Looks, well,
0: I, my theory on that is that those are catacombs and those are graves. But that's um, a okay. picture of like some. I mean, what was my guess. Right? Was well, that it? Was like right. Okay. Here's our you know the gap that we're going straight to hell or to the yeah
1: it's definitely it's a weird cover and uh, artist Robert Longo is the one that did it he did the uh, the drawings and he put the cover together and
0: uh, probably with some uh, some input from the band yeah yeah probably
1: but again they probably said oh yeah that's good you
0: know well maybe yeah could have been like (laughs) make that part pink (laughs) Right. So, should we uh, let's go through the go through the
1: tunes? Let's do it. Let's get into the tunes. This record, this is the one I picked, and I remember I got this record right when it came out. I was already a fan of The Replacements, and uh, I just remember listening to the fuck out of this right. record. Oh, I listen to it a lot because it's got some really great songs, and I just I really like the band. And I like the direction that they were going in as far as uh, Paul Westerberg's songs. And uh, so, yeah, this was a big deal. This is a big deal record for me. And um, revisiting it now, it mostly holds up. I, would, I probably held it up maybe to a little yeah. higher um, level than maybe it is. But it's still a really great record with some, with some you know lights right. out, great songs
0: on right. it. Right. I never owned this record so, yeah, I had a
1: feeling. I had a feeling when that, I, I that, that you, yeah. it
0: was uh, "Let It Be." I did own and Hootenanny before that. Um, I owned both great records. Both great records. But this some between the time that "Let It Be" came out and uh, "Tim" came out, I kind of went off in the. Uh, did more, you still
1: listen to King Crimson?
0: Well, no. <laughs> no, wait. I was already listening to King. The problem oh, okay, was that okay. King Crimson was uh, was present oh. all the way through all of this. Butthole servers? Buttholes, um, basically, buttholes, volcano suns. Okay, Sonic so maybe U. at
1: this point, maybe they were a little too just was, rock and yeah, roll. It's a rock. Uh, th- this is
0: a rock and roll record. Yeah, little, is, like you, you were said, looking for a little wilder. This is. There's not a lot of stuff. overt punk rock in this record, or there's not a lot. There's no. not a lot of. Um, there's a punk attitude, but musically there's also I mean I gotta call it there's Bruce Springsteen in here
1: uh, yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah I was gonna definitely mention there's Bruce Springsteen there's uh, a country Western a little yeah. uh, and,
0: well the country tune though there's the it's a Beatles also a Beatlesy thing um buy okay. has got these beetlesy oh parties, yeah yeah sort of like a Ringo tune,
1: but but also uh, as as filtered th- through the clash because it reminded right, me of like something right. that could have been right. on the, the clash could have done exactly yeah um,
0: all right
1: well let's start let's start first song Hold on the life. record is old my life and um and this is amazing cuz did you read did you read <laughs> oh yeah i know i read it's called red uh casa Dave franklin tonight and i, I lowered the air because it was warm when i came in
0: yes, yeah, I go, you uh, talk all right
1: hey. i'll talk all right i'm gonna read from the record uh, trouble boys which i highly recommend uh keep going around the corner there, there you go <laughs> uh trouble boys great uh, great book about these guys and it's definitely i don't think it's gonna make you like them more because uh they don't come off that great on it um but uh, from this is from the book Trouble Boys about this the first song Whole yeah. My Life.
0: I, well, actually, I heard that the book will probably make you some of the anecdotes might make you go, oh yeah,
1: yeah. Well, unfortunately, that's the same thing. When I read uh, Bob Mould's uh, autobiography, it sort of had the same effect. Where
0: uh, <laughs> I wish I hadn't read that. Exactly.
1: In a way. In a way. Yeah. All right. So from Trouble Boys for about this song, it says. Westerberg wrote several of the songs a week before the album was recorded, giving it a, a loose improvisational quality, including the LP opener "Hold My Life." And uh, he and he said, "Yeah, that one doesn't have any lyrics." He laughed. He said, <laughs> that's, uh, "That's a perfect example. There's no damn words to it." And if you listen to him, it sounds like he's just throwing off most of the words. And I basically, about that. he want yeah, because basically he said what he wanted. The hook in the song was "Hold My Life." Uh, because I just might lose it, right? And that's that's what he wanted the song to be, and he knew that, but he didn't give a shit about the rest, right? Because the other stuff is about a cartoon turtle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he says uh, he says he starts it out well, well, well. I found it, and then you came in here. He says maybe my life, and he says down on all fives instead of down on all fours, and then he says L- let me crawl if I want. I could die. And oh, by me-
0: my hand. Yeah, like no, kill
1: it. no. But he doesn't say my hand. He says oh, I could die. Oh, my hair.
0: That's really he, yes, he, saying, he oh, says so dye
1: my hair because but, he's playing with the dye. Uh, I could dye and then my I hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. You so get
0: right. Hair. Interesting. Uh, okay. Yeah,
1: so it's definitely uh, thrown off, but it's a good song. It's a really good song. But yeah, it's, it's good this opener. is one of these uh, thrown-out songs that's like which they're kind of brilliant. He's kind of brilliant at being able to write uh, an off-the-cuff song that sounds so off-the-cuff, but it's still like a really good song.
0: And yeah, well, and it is musically a good for this one, I've got wrote, written down Clash. Give them enough rope.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, definitely,
0: definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because London, it's like he was listening to that era clash for this. Right, it's got, right, right. London yes. Calling's a little calling. more, That's it. more... I so-
1: shouldn't have sent before I meant London Calling. Well, That's London Calling's exactly. a little
0: more sophisticated and a little more world-influenced. Right. This has got more of just this, you know, like straight-up... Uh, 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 that, was, that was what I got from this. And the fact that the lyrics are somewhat... You know, he's talking about... Um, Time for decisions to be made. Crack up in the sun, lose it in the shade. He's, uh, uh, um, you know, it's about being under pressure. Um, hold my life until I'm ready to use it. That kind of makes sense. Um, right. That's the only part of it I think that makes sense. It's just yeah, the Yeah, and another hold part, Razzle, the there's a note that says a, it's a, from some cartoon turtle that you exactly, could say. Exactly, exactly. Right, That I, right. I had never seen. I so. had never seen her. Yeah, yeah it must have been a Minneapolis well. centric uh, cartoon. Cause, right. I lived in the Midwest for a while and watched TV and never saw that, so. <laughs> All right. we go. The second song is I'll Buy. I'll the
1: aforementioned uh, i Buy, which you said, uh, this was the one that you said was kind of... Um,
0: uh, Be- the Beatles-y. Um, right. And with the, with, um, but also, the Beatles and Buck Owens had a, this thing <laughs> that they, sort of this cross-pollination where they really like Buck Owens and Buck Owens really like them. And so there's uh, some of those Ringo songs, uh, um... They're they're actually in fact factoid because we're probably not gonna ever do a Beatles record. Um, probably not. Uh yeah, you know, yeah, those, are, those seem to have I been guess, covered. Ma- ma- yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. yeah. Um there's a a, a Buckoin song called Um Buckaroo, that the Beatles directly steal the guitar riff for uh, um, uh, I'll think of it, I'll you know,
1: but well, it, it really, sw- yeah, this song, so this song swings. It's got, like, kind of a swinging thing, and it, it, I guess, lyrically, it's about a guy I that's... I feel fine. They oh, st- I feel fine. Okay, yeah, definitely. St- the, the, yeah, the guitar riff vibe.
0: is stolen directly from a Buckingham
1: song. It's got that swingy, drumming yeah. vibe. And this song is about a guy who's d- disgusted by uh, consumerism, and his his the, the girlfriend, he's like, he's telling her, anything you want, uh, I'll dear. buy.
0: But, uh, okay, I'll buy, buy, buy. It's not just buying stuff, it's I I'll 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 uh believe it. I'll
1: take it, yeah. I'll believe it. I'll believe it. Exactly. And and as it goes on, like the last time he's singing he's like fine, fine. He's like yeah, exasperated yeah. with fine and uh, also, I just want to say that uh, a big a big part of why I've always loved The Replacements, besides uh, Paul Westberg writing great songs, is his voice. He's got like this yeah. sandpaper yeah. voice that you only get from smoking and right. drinking, much. and uh, it's Being just like yeah. the perfect uh, combination where it sounds like he's. He was a
0: high school janitor, right?
1: What's <laughs> he? Okay,
0: okay. I think so. Yeah, I think that was his job.
1: Um, so you picture him yelling at the kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just mopped right. that floor.
0: Bring me the hunter. <laughs> uh, uh, great. And then we go into the third song. I was, one more thing I want to add about this is that um, there are no good male-female relationships in this, in this album. <laughs> oh, that's so he's this one, he's you know, he's not, he's uh, not happy with her wanting all this stuff. Right, right. He's saying, fine, fine, I'll
1: buy, but I'll you can tell you. he's not. No, no he's,
0: he's not, not So kiss me on the bus is the next one. Is the next one. And this is like a really
1: sweet catchy is this one do you thought was produced do you think this one is produced? Well yeah, Yeah. this one definitely sounds like they were someone at some point was saying, Oh, this is gonna be a single. Well
0: this this one is one of the one I remember hearing on college radio so whether the other ones were supposed to be the single Kiss Me on the Bus was what I remember hearing
1: yeah and it's a really catchy song and it uses basically uh, mass transit like driving uh, riding a bus or riding a train and you know how people uh, are usually sitting there staring ahead yeah not but you don't know
0: if he knows this girl or not Right, right. No, it could be someone he just sees he's or sitting there
1: staring about. head and in, not interacting with anyone. And he's right. like using it as like a metaphor for like a rela- uh, maybe a, a relationship. Yep. But yeah, I agree with you. It's probably someone that uh, it's just, he was like, you know, maybe they ride this to the bus every day and, he, and you see someone, but he's like, oh, if you knew well, how I felt, yeah, uh, you wouldn't
0: act so adult. Adult. So it's a younger girl. Right. Um, <laughs> teenager. And it also, if you, uh, I, I got from this that uh, it's there, it's the musically it's uh, shattered by the stones. Oh really? Oh yeah. Oh okay, oh, oh, okay. I gotta listen to that. Uh. And so uh, um, it's a it's it's cleaner than Shattered by the right. Stones, but it's got that it, and then it switches it up, and it does, it's not shattered the whole way through. But right, right. Right in the beginning, I was like, oh, that sounds really familiar. What was that? And I was like, oh. <laughs> it's, it's some girls so was oh, uh, that nice. Stone's influence coming in there right right uh,
1: and who plays the solo on this on this because because we already said Bob Stinson was very uh, hit or miss in this record he only came in played see, for a couple things the they couldn't get it. Tommy. Played the lead oh, okay. in this song. Right. Tommy Ramone, Tommy Erdely played the solo in this song, and yeah. he's credited for that. Uh, and it's like
0: also- yes, I didn't. I didn't look at the individual song. I guess I needed to look at the individual credits. Right, so that's, I what did that's what I'm here for.
1: Better.
0: That they are songwriting credits are not credited to the whole band. That they are broken up based on who. Contributed or who didn't. Right, right, right. right, right. And we've yeah. had some bands where that was true and some where it wasn't. Exactly, exactly. I don't think we, I don't remember Dream they? how their stuff was. It was all Steve Wynn or.
1: Oh, yeah, I don't remember. I think probably
0: though. Yeah, that, but the magazine was, all, was just magazine, right? We had one where it was like, and we definitely noticed, oh, these are credited. And those bands have a different, sometimes have a different vibe where right, everybody right. gets a songwriting credit. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right. No, but this is definitely not a everybody gets a songwriting no, credit thing. <laughs> no, it's not. Right. Right.
1: Although this song, this next song now, those Thunder. Should we explain well, why
0: that makes a big difference? Because the money is in the publishing.
1: The money's in the publishing. So if a band, if if the main songwriter is gracious enough to let everyone split, yeah. that's helpful, so helpful in the
0: future. Down it's the like road. You're, you're basically... It's like, points, it's like being in a, in a sitcom and you got points instead of just getting paid and being like, all right, right
1: but if you got a band and you're keeping you saying these songs are mine and you have all the publishing later on you're the only one still getting money from it if it gets played the other guys once the band's over with they get nothing
0: i got a demonstrative story about that that is is about a totally different well same era actually probably maybe the same year um you know the uh famous uh police song every breath you take yes well um That I guess Sting played them a demo of the song, and said, um, "We can record this, but only if I get sole credit for it."
1: Oh, and Andy Summers probably came out with that that guitar. No, 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 no. Played the
0: riff that made it a hit. Otherwise, it would have been like,
1: "Eh." but yeah, he gets no credit. He gets, he Uh, gets all
0: he got was, uh, you know, he gets bupkis how
1: shocking for Stubb Sting to, I know how <laughs> I out never, of character I
0: never would have guessed for for um, yeah I won't use any I won't use any pointed language
1: alright so we got uh, A Dose of Thunder and I read uh, this is one of two songs that Specifically, they put together for Bob to give Bob something to do basically. Oh uh, really? Yes. They said that he said we gotta have some kind of more rockin song
0: yeah. that he Bob didn't, can play on.
1: Because what they said was Bob would come in, he, he would get bored so easily. Yeah. So if they were working on something, he'd have anything to do. Sounds it
0: was like ADHD,
1: maybe. Yeah, yeah. He would just drink and he would he could be yeah. useless. Yeah. So they, they wrote that he wrote this song specifically, A Dose of Thunder, to be something that uh, Bob could be showcased and it's like a real heavy rocking song. I think was this the one you said. Yeah, that, this is just Kiss this is exactly
0: yeah. like Kiss. This could have production-wise, it could be on Kiss Destroyer, and not only just because of the subject matter, but the, it's got all the reverb on it that has that Destroyer has on it, which is um, sort of annoying. To, if you go back and listen to Kiss Destroyer, a lot of us had that record. Yes. They've now thought, <laughs> Ezra went back and remixed it, and there's a, a Destroyer un un masked or something oh. and it's on Spotify and it's actually like, I was like oh this is what it was supposed to sound like it, really he backed all the reverb off oh, and it's a uh, much I'm more present record but this okay. sounds like and g- remember God of Thunder there was a Kiss song God yes, of Thunder Um God of Thunder right um, but this song's about cocaine I mean, and, <laughs> I mean it's, A-ball is in as the second line as you said it I got it yeah, 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 yeah. Thunder, um, yeah give me one good dose of thunder right uh, uh, and what do he say you, you don't with well, the. they, they the 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 line, uh, when it comes, when it comes, it only takes a little till you need a ton. Yeah, well, <laughs> That's it, w- it. It, ain't that true? So uh, we should probably take a break. It's thirty minutes in. It's All right, like let's take a little break. Refresh <laughs> our drinks. <laughs> Dose of thunder and lyrically, not a whole lot else to. Uh, no. Yeah. No, that, right. No. We will do that. We are back.
1: All right, and now we get to move
0: into. I've I've been so excited. Well, what are we talking about? about People might have gone, you know, in that (laughs) two second break, they might have nodded off.
1: (laughs) We're talking about Tim, the record Tim by the band The Replacements. And we're going through it, and now we're up to the fifth song on the first side, and this song is called Waitress in the Sky. Waitress,
0: and he definitely had a negative experience with it. No, that's, all right, so you
1: obviously didn't dig, uh, oh, you no, didn't I dig didn't. enough
0: for that. Right, so oh, to first, the
1: story. I will have to qualify this by saying that my daughter is a flight attendant. She's been a flight attendant for about seven years now.
0: Which at the time of this recording, a flight attendant was called? stewardess yes yeah. and now when people say stewardess I correct them no it's flight, flight attendant, attendant.
1: Uh, and I remember I, but I remember thinking the same thing oh he had, a, he obviously had a run in yeah. with a flight attendant right. with a stewardess and no here's the story his sister was a flight attendant uh-huh. and she was complaining to him uh-huh. about how these people treat her much the same way my daughter complains to me the way passengers treat the flight attendant. This is so he wrote this song about at, in the at, but he did such a good job that everyone yeah. I know because when when she became a flight attendant I remember my for some of my snarky friends one of the snarky friends you know very well you play in a band with said oh waitress in the sky you know <laughs> and it's like yeah but yeah he's singing it from the voice of an asshole passenger. Uh, strutting up the aisle, big deal, you get to fly. You ain't nothing but a Ooh, waitress in the sky. God. But he knew, as I know now, that uh, they're not just waitresses no. in the sky. They have very important jobs, Tremendous they're,
0: responsibility. They do. You're moving 600 <laughs> miles an hour in a metal tube. And they have to control
1: all these people. And, yeah. and the, and the yeah. pilot and the co-pilot, they're locked up front. Yeah. They have nothing. Right. So,
0: yeah. So. Oh, yeah, right. This is before <laughs> locked cockpits. But. Right, right, right. Um, yeah so I, I was really excited I'm impre- uh, okay I'm impressed now because it does come I, it is based on a third hand it's a third it's stuff she's had people say to her and he's taken it and turned it into a song so that's great right right and uh, yeah and he goes uh, you're the always words, out of uh, champagne
1: yeah <laughs> yeah. you get to me you're always out of champagne that's the asshole guy in first class which believe me I've heard stories of the oh, yeah, assholes sure. in first yeah, class Sure. Uh, well I just th- think
0: that I, I gotta think that groping still has to be a tremendous oh, yeah. it's such <laughs> close quarters that you know
1: it is uh, and heavy heavy drinking these people just get that they wow. they're like yeah they just gotta get they get on drunk already and then they keep right. it and then they yeah. yeah you, that's drinking. when
0: you see people like at the airport in the morning drinking and you're like damn <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh but he's got the words in this are just great uh he says uh Sanitation expert and maintenance engineer, engineer garbage, garbage man, the janitor, and, and you, you, my, my dear. Dealer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, everybody's sitting in that row, right? <laughs> or I, it also occurred to me that that's also the job of the flight attendant. Was the sanitation expert, maintenance engineer? Oh, right, that's true. Yeah, cause they do. Janitor. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, cleaning up puke. Yeah, oh. they, uh, believe oh. me. Yeah.
0: So Man, uh, tight quarters yeah. close quarters but I
1: was really uh, heartened to read that it, it, it made me feel good so uh, yeah, okay cool for Corey a tribute to Corey uh, hats you, you off and, too and, uh, they
0: get nothing but respect from me that's right good
1: <laughs> well played uh, alright now the last song on side one is
0: Swing and Party
1: Swing and Party I love this song
0: this I is do. probably my favorite song on the record
1: it's got. Uh, I guess I read uh, somewhere that it's sort of similar to a, a Frank Sinatra song. There's oh. a Frank Sinatra song that oh, has yeah, the I same kind that. of vibe. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he wasn't talking about
0: this kind of swinging party. Though.
1: No, no, no. It's such. This song is such like a maudlin song. It is. And uh, and um, it I, to me, it sort of could be it's about
0: swinging party. Is what happened to the uh, the Lincoln conspirators. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> he's not talking about a, the Sinatra. We're going to have a swinging right. party. Come on, bring the booze, baby.
1: Right. It starts out, bring your old lampshade. Somewhere there's a party. Here's here never ending. ending. Can't, Can't remember, remember where, where it started. started. Pass around the lampshade. There'll, there'll be, be plenty enough room, enough room in yeah. jail.
0: If um, being wrong's a crime, I'm serving forever. If being strong's your kind, I need here, help here with this feather. So he's self-confessing that he's... is. Uh, 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 a loser. I'm gonna yeah,
1: right. And it's like you're just sort of you're saying for the swinging party down a the line, self pitying yeah, loser. There's no swinging party down the line. No, it's like it's all this is all. Well, a the swinging, swinging party, party
0: is he's talking about. They're gonna he, they're gonna be hung themselves. <laughs> that's a swinging party. Did you not? Okay, I'm gonna say. Did you not get that? No, I didn't. Swinging party didn't. is people on the end of a rope. Uh, oh, okay. That does. That uh, will yeah, all that's be. Didn't say somewhere. um, We'll all be together at the swinging party um, down the line. And we hang side by side. They're not oh, hanging
1: out. Oh, that's great. Woo! Wow,
0: Barry. Look at you, Barry. All right. It well took done. Me, I didn't get that right off the bat. And then I started well, reading through it. I was like, wait good. a second, wait a second, wait a second. Swinging party. This is There's a double entendre here. He's talking about people that are, end up on the end of a rope. Um, whether self-inflicted or right. somebody else. Right.
1: Oh, and what a perfect uh, metaphor for poor Bob. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. The swinging yeah. party came, he yeah, about well, 10 well, yeah, years later. And,
0: you know, uh, Paul Westerberg certainly had a, you know, uh, nearby examples. I, right. And, um, you know, these, I think these guys, they weren't playing fucked up.
1: No right, they were, exactly they weren't right. You know, they were there's, there's the fucked up losers. They bands. were fucked up losers. Yeah,
0: there's guys who get in bands and then you know, they're they're basically underneath that. There's a stable personality. Sometimes, yeah, but not not, not always. Not no, sometimes. And
1: uh, he had a great uh, he had a great line I read because he said it's ironic that they're so played so much on college radio because none of them ever
0: got near yeah, <laughs> right. going to college. Higher education was yes. not it was not uh, anything that they
1: and they became such a uh, such a college band. And speaking of that, that was the end of side one, and now yep. side two starts off with their with this generational
0: anthem, right? Bastards of young. Well, this is their. Uh, we want more. Got more clash comparisons, and this is London calling. Um, this is their uh, four horsemen. Death of glory. Oh, four, four horsemen. horsemen. Yeah, yeah, the four horsemen. That's yeah. right. okay, yeah. very good. Well, that, well, could be, you know, could be death of glory. Death yeah. of glory, four horsemen. It's got that, you know, we the, the last gang in town. Same right, right. shit.
1: But this is, and this is also, this is a song for them, like because uh, they just got signed, and supposedly they were getting. You know, their dreams are coming true. Right. And it starts out, God, what a mess on the ladder of success. Will you take one step and miss the whole first rung? Dreams
0: unfulfilled, graduate unskilled. It beats picking pick cotton, cotton and waiting and to be forgotten. forgotten. So who else was on Sire? Ramones were on Sire, right? Right, yeah. Talking Heads? Were Talking uh, Heads on Sire? Probably. Or, no, or were they on... I just trying to remember that record label, that yellow label, right, from Sire? Oh,
1: yeah, that's right. Um,
0: Pretenders? Pretenders, I think, were on It could thing. be.
1: God, I don't know. You guys, if, uh, if you could remember what I just labels remember the was labels, on labels your look the like. yeah, yeah, Sire that's Records. Good. And
0: so I was like, oh, yes. Right, so a right, lot of people right. were on Sire. So if you were a, a, like a punk rock or a new wave or alternative band, the right. word alternative was just. Sort of forming around this time, right? This right, was right. before that. It was you know, new wave or whatever. There, right,
1: right. But um, this is, but this was a band, band of kids, and they started out when they were like kids uh, yeah. as the band from working class families, dysfunctional family yeah. lives, and right. uh, yeah. So it's like how this is the the perfect anthem for that for this you know for this band, and but it also caught. I mean, so many people. It's like a great slacker. It's the slacker anthem. It is. You know? Yeah.
0: But it's, we are the it's, sons of no yeah, one, bastards it, of young. But it is one of the songs on the record where the production is spot on, and there definitely was. There was okay, it's uh, you don't know, you don't know whether it's label pressure or whatever. Someone said, okay, we want to sync a lot of this one, so yeah, we, yeah, we need to make this. We're gonna, you know, sweet, we need to sweeten this up and get some more.
1: And it's got that great uh, guitar break, the dual guitar thing, which right. reminds oh, me yeah. of uh, London
0: Calling. Something that would definitely it, be yeah, London yeah, Calling. Yeah. The two
1: guitars intertwining with Clash each other really is a, good. It's
0: pretty, pretty prevalent on this, and the Clash is about as is about as punk rock as this record gets. And not and it's not right, the first right, record right. clash. It's no, definitely no, yeah. a London calling, London calling, yeah. or or give them an a little give them an for yeah right, right yeah.
1: And uh, another thing with this record, uh, I don't well, you never uh, Barry uh, confided to me that he never owned this record. Nope. But let's uh, say that on mic. <laughs> no, I didn't. you didn't. I, I oh. oh, I don't know. Maybe you I did. think I think I did. Did you? Well, we'll have so, to check
0: the tape. It's not really a confession. But
1: <laughs> the record did not come with a lyric sheet.
0: So, oh, you had a guess. Yeah, you had a
1: guess uh, and especially yeah, back I then there was, no, there was no there yeah, was no Google, there was no way so no lyrics. Well,
0: even now you can go online and find wrong lyrics. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, and you do. Especially the lyric the genius thing, they they're not they're not genius not anymore. Foolproof. Well, that's where these wrong came wrong from. So. no, they got some wrong with this one too, I think. But this song has one of the greatest uh stanzas that of of one of my favorite in any rock song and I I actually have used this to give advice to my kids, to my children, and that's uh, the ones who love us best are the ones we'll lay to rest and oh, yeah. visit their graves on holidays at best. The ones who love us least yeah. are the ones we'll die to please. Sure,
0: yeah, we all know that. It, yeah, and man. that's
1: it. You well, why are you always trying to please the people that don't give a shit about you? That's right. You? That are
0: never gonna give you back what you uh, want.
1: That's it, and it's so man. great. That's such if great sit words I can come up wisdom. with
0: examples of that. Ooh, right. Jesus <laughs> right? Wow. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, yeah. So that's a great song, and then we go into "Lay It Down, Clown," which is another another song. Supposedly, that was one that they sort of wrote for Bob to have Bob something to yeah, do. Yeah. It's a rockin' song. But did you did you read did, did you read into this song? what also that there's an inside joke in this song. Lay it down, clown. Relating to. You think, oh, that would take. Okay, do you know who it's about? No. Peter Buck. Oh, shit. Yes, this song is about Peter Buck because apparently at that time he had an affinity for speed. And famously. At that time? And well, he had an affinity for speed and he famously had a. Had. A twitchy, had a, I'm sure, by the way, I'm sure uh, he's a fine uh, sure? family. You're sure. He's sure. He had a famously twitchy leg moves on stage.
0: Oh, yeah. And if yeah, you yeah. read
1: the lyrics, that's this look, yeah, skinny as a rail, well, and you yeah. think you got what it takes. The only exercise you ever get is, is the, the shakes.
0: shakes. <laughs> well, little known, probably little publicized facts the entire English, the British punk movement was fueled with cheap speed. Right, right. And, right. yeah. Okay, so all of those bands. That you love from England from 1976 through whatever 1981, right? They were all jacked up on speed,
1: right? Right, and yeah, definitely. There was a, and you could
0: hear it in the music. Oh yeah, <laughs> there was a coy, very coy. There was a musician magazine um, article where Robert Fripp and Joe Strummer being interviewed because Fripp had 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 uh, dis- discussed his love for the live Clash, right? And he says to Joe. Joe, where did you where do you get all that energy for before you go on stage? <laughs> and Joe Strummer says, "Orange juice." <laughs> 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 yes. So um, the, he was. I think Peter Buck was just taking a cue from. His uh, probably his probably, uh,
1: but this so this wasn't inj joke, but it's not a, not in a nasty way because no. they were friendly. He he played on their last record, let it be yeah, they were he played, all played on fucking uh, doing
0: coke. So. Yeah, yeah, right, definitely. Yeah.
1: So, but they thought it was kind of a funny thing, and, and they were yeah. basically telling him right. lay it down, clown. You know, yeah. and uh,
0: yeah, speed freaks and rock and roll. Actually, there's a lot of great records that. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh,
1: Doctor Feelgood, we talked about Doctor Feelgood,
0: Motorhead. The song Motorhead means speed freak. There you go. And uh, there's a band called the Pink Fairies that were notorious speed freaks that made some great albums.
1: All right, so we move from that song into speaking of college radio, we have their college radio anthem.
0: Get back to the hill. Oh wait, I'm going back to lay it down, clown. (laughs) Get back to the hills. Get back to where you belong. Finally found out which way the wind blows. The rumors keep spreading keep on spreading all over town so it is, is this all
1: about Peter <laughs> yes it's all about Peter, once you okay. know that it's great, I've it no, no, lived in Athens yes. right, for right. five years, so
0: yeah <laughs> ah, very nice awesome, very, right? I Okay, awesome, and musically this song is, could be off is a Stones, total like it's yes, Exile, yes. Very Let so, It so, Be exactly, very
1: Stonesy the, the, the for sure, 100%
0: 100%. And 100% Stone song, this one it is
1: uh, now we go into the college radio anthem.
0: Yeah, left of the dial.
1: Left of the dial. Well, you say that like not a, you're not sold on left of the dial. It's no. very, I, you know, one thing um, that I didn't mention at the beginning was that one thing about the replacements and especially uh, as they got uh, as they went on Paul Westerberg's song is a lot of it is unabashedly sentimental. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but but I like that. I respect that. That as as. Um, As much as a a hard-ass he probably makes him out to be and a self-saboteur, he still has that sentimentality that he's not afraid to lay out there. Right. And I heard especially, like, on the album before Let It Be, like, he brought songs to them, like, when he brought... um, unsatisfied and androgynous and yeah, said oh I'm just right. gonna play and they're they're like looking at am like what, what are fuck? you doing what the fuck right. are you doing
0: we're, yeah. right we're, we're not
1: but yeah. that's so I I do respect that and this is well, a that, le-
0: that same record has Jerry's got a boner though right, right
1: exactly so yeah yeah there's <laughs> yeah. definitely uh but but I I, I always love that that he wasn't but, afraid okay of this is this the first quality.
0: record where you get the intimation that it's the Paul Westerberg show
1: um, yeah, but but the next record for sure is when it right. really starts. But yeah, that's because they're still, they were still bringing Bob into the fold and right. operating more as a band. Yeah, right. they just got less and less. That was another reason why I really... This, for me, is, is the record the for them. One. For me. Although I really... You know, there's great songs on his later records, too. And some of his solo stuff is great. But um, this song also, speaking of Alex Chilton before, you know Alex Chilton co-produced this song, and he sang backups on this song. Well, I song. thought
0: there were two songs that... I I um I know this one for sure though. Okay. And this is a, actually this song
1: is a story about a girl uh that Paul Westerberg was sort of singing to and he didn't uh any and basically the the idea that uh well maybe I'll hear cause she was in a band. She played in a band. And well, maybe I'll hear you. uh, Left of the dial is obviously college. Uh, the college radio station. Well, he says Sweet Georgia Breezes. So
0: it's either Athens or Atlanta.
1: Right. Okay. And it, I I don't know if he ever mentioned who the actual girl is or what band she was in but he said he specifically did hear her like driving on tour, listening to College Station. He heard her band on the, you know, he heard it on the on the radio. On
0: oh, the, uh, okay, yeah. wow, interesting. Yeah.
1: So it is very, yeah, it's a very, it's like a, you know, this is kind of a love relationship song, although classic for him, because it's obviously nothing that ever got uh,
0: no, that fascinated. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, yeah,
1: girl, oh no, he did, you know what? I forgot, he did mention her in his book. Left of the Doll, it's the story of a girl, a guitar player, Lynn uh, Blakely, who toured with Mitch Easter's Let's Active? So she oh. played with Let's Active.
0: Okay, I, and, have a uh, I have a Let's Active story. And she
1: uh, okay. So was Let's Active a Athens band?
0: They were um, uh, North Carolina. That was he was okay. from okay. Mitch Easter Studio was in was in Asheville, I think. But he but he produced R.E.M. R- right? Yeah, he produced right. They recorded. Okay. Um, Mitch Easter produced uh, Murmur, and. Uh, I don't know know if he produced Reckoning or not. But he... So, on April 4th, 1988, um, my wife and I went to the musical moon in Tallahassee on our first date. Before we had uh, Thai food at this place, this... Notoriously good Thai restaurant called Bontai in Tallahassee, run by real Thai people. And it was actual Thai food. It was before sushi Thai. It's run by real Thai people. Yeah, well, it was an American guy and his Thai wife who was the cook. Nice. And so we went and saw Let's Active at uh, the Musical Moon on our first date April oh, 4th, nice. 1988 yeah. oh, that's
1: great and we Barry's... were neither
0: one of us liked Let's Active but we were oh, really? yeah, it's it still it, we went because they were the only thing going on so yeah, we like, I, oh, never
1: got, I never got into Let's Active no. either no. so no, it's I apologies
0: didn't... to Mitch Easter in, in <laughs> apologies
1: Mitch Easter uh, a great producer
0: yeah, sure I guess I don't know <laughs> well, Murmur's an incredible right? <laughs> I mean, record, you know. yes. Um yes
1: okay, yeah so that is the story actually, it's the girl who toured with uh, Let's Active and he said maybe I'll uh, we're passing through town what's her name? Uh, Lynn Blakely.
0: Lynn, get in touch with that record got me high. That
1: record got me high. Uh, TRGMH33 G-M-H33
0: at gmail.com.
1: There you go. Or hit us up on our Facebook page. And we go from that uh, sentimental song to another really sentimental right. song, Little Mascara. Yeah, it's another no, it's ca- sentimental,
0: but it's not.
1: It's sad. It's a character song about a mom, a single mom who fell for the wrong guy, of course. Yeah. Uh, very poignant and the uh, just the idea a little mascara all she's losing is a uh, little mascara because she's crying mm, obviously yeah. she's crying so the mascara is running um for the moon you keep shooting throw your rope up in the air for the kids you stay together you nap them and you slap them in a high chair <laughs> uh that's a great picture of just yeah, like a right. uh, yeah and then the guy eventually leaves and uh, all you ever wanted was someone to take care of you, and all you're ever losing is a little mascara. Cry, cry,
0: <laughs> cry, cry. That you cry? And
1: you cry, right?
0: Um, uh,
1: but it's a great, it's a great song, though. It's a great rock song, I guess. Sentimental, a little too sentimental for you, a little too.
0: Yeah, and another, another like, there's no, there's no positive. Are there any positive human relationships in this song in this album? No,
1: no, it's not. It's, it's negative. Not, it's totally all negative n- totally negative. But, yeah,
0: and not just women, but men too. Yeah, like they're all right. fuck ups. <laughs> yeah, yeah, drunks, losers, right.
1: drunks, losers. Speaking of that, we come to the, the final tune. song on the record. One of yeah. my all time favorite. Yeah, it's songs. a good song. Oh, it's such a good song. Here comes the regular three chords. Basically, just a three chord yeah. song. It's basically knocking on Evan's door. The chords. Yep. Uh, but uh, such a beautiful super emotional sad about just being at the bar
0: yeah Um, and wanting everybody to know everybody to know who you are at that bar, your place
1: well a person can work up a mean mean thirst after a hard day of nothing much of of all
0: (laughs) yeah um, you're like a picture on the fridge that's never stocked with food.
1: <laughs> it's so like it's so depressing.
0: Yeah something tells me Paul Westerberg may have seen may have experienced the fridge without food. Yeah, and um, it's
1: just it's very effective though. It's basically just a 12 him playing a 12 string and piano. he plays piano yeah, And S, Yeah, uh, it's very sparse, but it's just this song just makes me sad whenever I
0: hear it.: Well, it's real. This one's like a, all the songs on the record. This one is some one where I can go. Okay, I know. Yeah, this person. Yeah, I'm right, familiar right. with this person. Oh yeah, um, yeah, the guy who you know yeah. is at the bar and um,
1: yeah, we know there's we've people played that, in bands with them, right? Some of them aren't with us anymore. Some yeah, of them aren't right, on this planet. Exactly.
0: Yeah, but and it's, but there's that line from um, uh, um, Barfly, the, the the Bukowski movie. Not a great movie, but there is a classic scene. To all my friends! Oh, and he yeah, buys right. the whole bar around. <laughs> to all my friends! And you right. just go, is not your fucking friends. Uh,
1: well, well he, they're for,
0: for now, they're your friends. they your friends that you bought a, uh, a drink.
1: He makes a toast in this, too. He said, I'll, I'll drink a great big whiskey yeah. to you anyway. Yeah. Even if you're uh, in someone else's arms, I'll drink a great big whiskey to yeah. you anyway.
0: God um, rest his guts.
1: Yeah. Um, and I love uh, his voice. His voice just sort of cracks when he gets to the second chorus. Uh, someone's going to show up. Never fear. Yeah. His voice is just cracking, yeah. but it's really—it's just really good.
0: It's very. Turn your back on this the song. Makes back. me want to drink. <laughs> yeah, well, we are drinking, aren't we? So <laughs> yes, we are. It, it seems to have accomplished. Yeah, turn your back
1: on the on the payback, last call, yeah. and then it ends. And one of the one of the biggest genius, the real genius of the song, is that he comes back after the little instrumental break. Yeah, he comes back and does one more verse, and then that's it. He doesn't. You would think yeah. normal people would right. go, "Here right. comes," yeah, 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 but right, no, right. it just finishes first the glass then the leaves that last then comes the snow ain't much to rake anyway in the fall and then that's that's it it just sort of ends out you don't go to the resolving chorus it just ends and uh that's how Tim ends so
0: I guess the weakest songs on my record are on this record for me are the two that you mentioned that they were just shit they came up with for Bob to play on
1: right right which it which it is and which is another amazing fact about this is that they already had the song can't hardly wait. He had that written, and they decided not to put right, on and this it's record
0: on the extended version of the album. Yeah, like,
1: and then they eventually put on the next record with more. Horn- and that's a great song. It's such a yeah. catchy hit song. But that's so like uh, Paul Westerberg to say, Nah, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna let's put these songs on it, and uh, not put. You know, why would you not put all the great best songs you have right now on right. your major label debut? But it's just part of just showing that. But it just Sire was give the a major
0: shit. label for those. It was like the minor major. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It was like, it wasn't Warner. (laughs) It wasn't Atlantic. It wasn't Elektra. Right, right. was, It was Sire. Sire. You know. Ramon, The Ramones 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 label. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Which says a lot. Yeah. Yeah, It does say a lot.
1: But that's it. That's Tim. Uh, That was my record. And let me. So let me ask you. Barry did admit to me in the break. I know it was in the break. He said that he never actually owned this record, and this week was the most he's ever listened to it. Right. So what? So what do you think? Do you? uh...
0: You know, um, actually, I have a greater appreciation for it after having this discussion with you, so that um, I could appreciate it more because you 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 listened to it more. You had more time with it. You're probably a bigger replacements fan than me. Oh yeah, um, no doubt, no
1: doubt.
0: I uh, um, I had gotten into other stuff, right? By, yeah. And um, you know, and by the time I saw them, I probably saw them in Tallahassee in about nineteen. It must have been eighty when they break up in eighty nine, or not, was it earlier than that? Later than that, ninety one. No, they broke up before that. Anyway, I saw them with um, the second guitar player, uh, Slim. Slim uh, yeah, yeah, Slim. And, Whitman, Slim Whitman, yeah, <laughs> that's not Slim Whitman. <laughs> and I think the fire was gone by that. Oh point. yeah, no, I did not. I
1: felt like the fire after Bob left. I really felt like the fire was. was that's kind of what by. I felt
0: like when I heard that he left. I was like, oh, the, so the 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 id has left the band exactly
1: and it became more like a Paul Westerberg project like which like is when Keith Moon died right and then, which and they they is still got great Jones. but it's not yeah but it's not the same it's the Paul Westerberg and it's and it's his thing it became he's still a thing. great songwriter but it yeah. became his thing so not the same as sure. the replacement so what right. um, so what do you got on got in store for us for the next record I, he has not told me so this no I haven't a, a and it's an and
0: album that um, had received many many accolades when it came out but didn't crack the top anything, um, and it is uh the second album by Pavement Crooked Rain, Crooked Rain, really, yeah. So, okay. uh, I don't know whether you've ever really
1: listened to them. You know what? It's fun. this, this will be interesting because Pavement has always been this band that I've sort of, yeah, okay, I appreciate it, but. Too clever for me. Too clever. They're it's, like, they're almost the opposite of the replacements. Well, that's because true. Stephen uh, Malcomus I'll give you an in. Okay, like I'm going to give you an in. Okay, I'm going to give
0: ahead. you an in. The guitar, not Stephen Malcolmus, the other guitar player of Pavement, one of his big influences was the Replacements. So if you get irritated with The Clever... Well, <laughs> oh, I will get irritated because I never... I'll be honest with you. I've, I've never owned a, a pavement
1: record. I've li- I've heard songs and I've said, Oh, that's a good song. I like it. You but might. The, I, I always felt like they tried too hard uh, to be slackery uh, and to yeah. sound like... Throw- I always felt they tried too hard to be like a band like The Replacements were, even though you can't. But to, yeah. s- to sound thrown off and so... lo-fi... Uh, a little. The thing about this on. record
0: is it's not lo-fi. It's okay. one of the best recorded rock records I ever. And which one is heard. this
1: again? I forgot to record Okay, Frickin yeah, Rain. I
0: have heard that a lot of it, so I'm sure I will end up liking it a lot I probably he, will. Um You know, and it's 25, what is it? 20 it's from it's 25 years old. 93? Did it come out? 93 or 92? Oh, okay. So it's later. 24, okay, 25 nice, years. Nice. It's an it's it's been out a long time. And um I hadn't. I, I, I I'll be, I'm like you. I didn't. I did not listen. I, we saw them on their first tour when they had the crazy drummer, the guy who's the, the guy who used to run around and do headstands and stuff. They had this older guy who played drums for them on their first tour. Oh, we saw okay. them at the 40 watt in Athens. It was they were the big, de- you know, it was like oh, pavements coming out there. You know, they're they a big deal. We saw them. It was great. And then I just kind of didn't pay attention after that. And I, I didn't hear these records probably until ten years ago. And I was in this band with uh, uh, a a doctor and an accountant and a a real estate guy. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) And the doctor, we would sit and he he had a studio in his house. We'd sit and let's just put music on. And he put on some pavement. He put on probably this record. And I was like, holy shit. This is really, really good. And um, you might get a different... Um, I'm sure I will. I'm sure I will. If you haven't heard it in a while, I'll probably still get annoyed by uh, Stephen Malcolm's stuff. So. Really? I th- yeah. I don't know. I'll probably yeah, know. maybe. Okay. Cool. I'm a hater. I can't be a hater. Yeah, I'm a hater <laughs> too. I was. Just, I'm a hater, but I just I hold back for the podcast because I I I don't want anybody to. I don't need no hate me. I don't need <laughs> no damn hate me. Really? Okay, that's probably no, a good idea. Sure. sure. A good idea. Yeah, yeah, no. I could I could uh, cut loose. All right. Well, well, maybe next
1: know. maybe next
0: week. Right. But
1: uh, for now, this is that's Barry Stock.
0: That's Rob Alba. This is that record got me high. Episode seven, ten. All right, we'll see you next week. We're out.